Welcome to Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I'm Mary, and as an antique dealer, I have found social media marketing to be an invaluable partner in reaching my customers. In this podcast, I'll share my insights, easy and actionable tips, and simple recommendations for my fellow antique dealers who want to grow their business. Let's get started. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I hope everybody is doing well today. And I thought this was probably a very solid topic uh, to start off 2023. And let me take a step back and explain to you all why I arrived at this particular topic. So 2022 was a a really interesting year for my antiquing business from the standpoint of working with other antique dealers. I have um, an antique business that I've had for a number of years with my husband. And, you know, you, if you have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know my history, so I'm not going to, you know, go back, but I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. I've had a lot of friends who are also in the business over the years ask me to, you know, quote, tutor them or, you know, kind of sit down and show them how to do different things on social media. And in 2022, really starting in 2021, but sort of robustly in 2022, I was able to work with a a large number of antique dealers, primarily in the context of antique malls. I have had a number of managers, mall managers, mall owners get in touch with me and ask me to teach their dealers the basics of social media marketing for their antique business. And that's been a ton of fun. I've done um, workshops in person in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is where I'm located, but I've also um, had a number of Zoom-based workshops. So feel free, if you're interested to reach out to me, you can shoot me an email and we can discuss that. It's marythecuriouscowgirl at gmail.com. But anyway, you know, after having taught a number of these workshops in 2022, I find that most of the time, my students in those workshops are beginners. They really want the basics of how to begin to market on Facebook or Instagram. But there's always a handful of dealers who understand the basics, and they're really ready to kind of level up their marketing. And so the next obvious question is, okay, teach me about reels on Instagram. How do I do them? You know, kind of what's the deal? And so I thought that this would be a good podcast episode for the beginning of 2023 from this perspective. We, you know, unfortunately, neither Facebook nor Instagram has any kind of user manual. I wish they did, but they don't. The best um, kind of guide we can get to what is working well on social media is one, watching other people on social media, seeing what they're doing, kind of um, trying to assess the reach that they're getting, 
um, what they say about what they're doing to the degree that that people do that. But then the other, you know, good resource, frankly, is the CEO of Instagram. His name is Adam Moseri, M-O-S-E-R-I. He'd be worth following on Instagram. He posts a video, I would say once a week, maybe once every 10 days, and kind of does a little state of the union about what's going on with Instagram. And you know, and he's talked about all kinds of different things, but the very consistent, consistent recommendation that he has is that you really lean into video. And reels are a form of video. I'm going to talk more about that um, as we get a little deeper into this episode. But um, Instagram really is giving, you know, kind of um, more lift, more, uh, you know, a more favorable nod toward those accounts that are really taking the time to create reels. And so as an antique dealer, if you are not a beginner, because reels are definitely not for the beginner, I think it's more important that you um, really establish some good habits on um, social media before you try to jump in with reels. And if you need some guidance, then please go back and look at a number of the different episodes that I recorded in 2022 as far as the basics of social media marketing. But if you feel like you're past that and you're really ready to kind of level up and do a little bit more and lean into reels and video on either Instagram or Facebook, then um, that is um, very wise. And that is what this podcast episode is all about. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about exactly what reels are. And I'm I'm going to be um, talking in terms of how we should look at it as antique dealers. You know, you can get on Instagram and watch reels and you'll see a wide variety of, you know, kind of how people are using reels. And I think um, a lot of people think that reels are nothing more than silly videos of people dancing or doing voiceovers, you know, kind of silly voiceovers. And there's definitely a lot of that on social media. But in the context of being an antique dealer and, you know, our purpose in utilizing social media is to get more eyes on the things that we're trying to sell, then a a reel is, can be strictly video, but it can also be images that are shown almost like a slideshow. And I I don't want to get really super technical because I don't want to, well, one, uh, IT is not... (laughs) my first forte, and I'd probably like butcher the terminology, but, you know, from just the the perspective of an everyday person like you and me, um, whenever you create a reel there, you know, it is, it is created with sort of within the parameters of being a reel and is recognized as a reel on Instagram. So even if your reel is still images and not video, you still get the same you know, kind of lift or nod of approval, if you will, from Instagram. So I'm saying that because I know that a lot of us that are selling, you know, vintage and antiques, capturing images is like a no-brainer. We do that all the time, taking pictures of the stuff we're selling. Video may feel a little bit more intimidating. And so as you begin to dip your toe in the water of creating reels, It is absolutely fine to start off with the still images 
the pictures that you have in your camera roll and kind of get used to creating reels with what you already have. And then once you feel like you've got your sea legs a little bit and you're ready to maybe get a little more creative, you can throw in video as well. Now, if you're ready to start off with video, that's fine too. I'm not discouraging you. I just want those of y'all who are really new to reels to know that it's okay to start off with images. Um, it will the Images put together in a reel will still be recognized as a reel within Instagram, okay? So that hopefully that relieves a little bit of pressure. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, why do you want to do this? Well, because, you know, Instagram and therefore Facebook have been very clear that video and reels are the A number one piece of content that they want. So, you know, we've got to give the beast what it wants in order for the um, for our content to be disseminated as widely as possible. So, you know, you got to kind of play the game a little bit. And so reels is the way to go. Besides kind of playing, you know, quote, playing the Instagram game, there's another really good reason to embrace reels. And I talk about this a lot in the workshops that I teach, but let me give y'all just a couple of minutes of kind of, you know, some foundational truths of marketing. And it doesn't matter whether it's marketing, you know, via TV, radio, or social media, the concept of knowing, liking, and trusting the person that you're doing business with is really important. And I frankly think it's more important in the antiques industry than maybe other industries. Why? Well, because, you know, the general population does not deeply understand antiques. Um, You know, and y'all know this as people who sell antiques, you have to do a lot of educating, right? You have to um, really approach your customers from the standpoint of, they really may be intimidated about buying an antique because they don't understand its value in terms of age, in terms of provenance, in terms of rarity. They have to be educated a little bit in terms of why it's a better investment, frankly, to buy an antique than it is to buy a newly produced piece of furniture. And so to the degree that our our future customers can begin to know us as people and to like us and to trust us, well, those three things are really going to help us generate more sales. And social media is a great way to do that. Um, And so let me talk a little bit more about kind of the the know, like, and trust factor. So I'm going to encourage you as I continue on with this podcast episode, I would get out a piece of paper and a pen because I find that when I'm teaching, I notice that as I begin to give examples, I see people's minds start thinking about the things that they're trying to sell. And hopefully, as I give you just some examples of things I've done, that it will cause your brain to go, oh, I could do X, I could do Y. And you're not going to remember those smart ideas, you know, as you continue to listen to me talk. So just grab, you know, pause this podcast for a minute if you need to, or if you're driving, come back to it. When you get home, however, if you're out walking, whatever, but I, I think this is an episode where you're going to want to have a, a pen and a piece of paper handy, either the first time you listen or in listening to it again, because you're going to come up with some ideas. And I always think it's better to capture creative ideas as your brain thinks of them than try to remember them later on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of dive deeper into the know, like, and trust factor. I'm going to give you all some examples of some reels that I think will help you increase 
how people get to know you, that they will then like you and then trust you. Okay. All right. So let's talk about no, K-N-O-W, no. So a really obvious reel that you can do is um, creating content that shows people where you sell. So if you are an antique dealer in a mall, then creating a capturing images and video of, of your booth, of the entrance to the mall, a video walking from the entrance of the mall to your booth. Uh, if you have a brick and mortar, uh, taking a picture of the outside of your shop, maybe walk down the street to your front door, open the front door, you know, do a video kind of walking around in your shop or in your booth. Um, or your gallery, however you sell, that is a way of helping people get to know you as an antique dealer to kind of give them like a 40,000 foot view of where you're selling. So there's, you know, kind of one reel that's nothing more than location, kind of where you're selling. Another one is to help your um, audience understand better what you specialize in. Now, I realize there's a lot of people out there, um, especially dealers, I think, that sell in antique malls tend to be a little more, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Not always. Um, If you have a brick and mortar shop, maybe you tend to specialize more in one particular thing. But regardless, showing people what you're selling, you know, and again, taking pictures of the items that you have for sale. And let me say this about taking pictures of the items you have for sale. I see this a lot as I look on social media. Also, I manage uh, the social media accounts for a couple of dealers um, and um, a, a mall where I'm selling. But I notice that when people share images of what they're selling so that people can get to know what you're selling, um, a lot of people will stand back and show like your whole booth and or your, you know, like stand at the entrance of your shop and show your whole shop. And that's not a bad thing, you know, just so that people recognize um, you when they see you. But I'm going to encourage you to get closer and take pictures or video of specific objects. Um, you know, then people can really see things close up. They can kind of get a better sense of the quality of what you're selling or the era or the genre or whatever. Um, anything that you can take a picture of y'all, you can take a video of it. It's kind of six, one half dozen, the other. So I would do both. I would take a picture and I would take a video. I also always say this when I teach, take the time to edit your pictures and your video and brighten them up. I've never, ever, ever been in a shop or an antique mall. Now galleries are different. Usually galleries have great lighting, but antique malls and brick and mortar shops never have, you know, kind of the ideal lighting that you would want for social media. So you don't have to have a special app to edit your pictures or your video. You can edit them right in photos on your iPhone. I don't have an Android. I cannot imagine that they don't, you can't edit in Android. If you don't know how to do that, find a teenager and they can show you in two seconds. It's super easy. And I very much discipline myself that when I take a bunch of pictures in either of my booths or, um, you know, here at my house or whatever, I sit down that night and I edit every one of the pictures so that when I'm ready to create a reel, the pictures are already done. I don't have to do that step. Okay. So that's another way for people to get to know you is to literally just see pictures and videos of the stuff you're selling. Another thing you might want to think about doing in the category of helping people get to know you is maybe identify a couple of aspects of your life that you're not hesitant to share with people. 
I think one really easy area is to show pets. Everybody loves cats and dogs. And if you have a pet at home, then maybe think of ways that you can show them. Either, you know, if they come with you to your shop or they're always sitting by you when you're doing whatever you do. Um, that's a real easy way. People just emotionally connect with other people who have pets, even if, you know, like I'm a cat, I have cats, but I love seeing people's dogs, you know, so it doesn't have to be, you know, only the cat people like the cat people and dog people like the dog people. But I just think showing pets, if you have them, personalizes you to your audience. And, and it's a way of showing part of your life without getting so, so personal that you feel like you're exposing too much. I think pets are kind of a you know, just barely scratching the surface of who you are outside of being an antique dealer. That's a really easy thing to show and will help you kind of connect with your audience. Another thing that you can show is hobbies. I'm a needle pointer and um, I, you know, I bet half of my audience follows me because of the needle point that I show um, as much as, you know, following me for the antiques and vintage that I show. Um, it's a way to connect. I see people showing what's on, you know, kind of what they're reading, you know, um, that's a really great way to connect with people. I, I'm always interested in seeing what other people are reading. Um, I think when you show people what you're reading, it tends to um, sort of elicit comments from people like, oh, I read that too, it was great. Or, oh my gosh, I didn't know about that title, I'll have to look for it. So again, a hobby that that um, you're into, you know, whatever it is, just sh shows you more as a person, not as somebody who's constantly only showing stuff that you're selling. And you can show your hobbies easily without getting crazy deep personal, you know, with your life. You don't have to feel scared that you're showing too much. Those are just a couple of ideas. Okay, so again, reels in the category of the no factor. Location, where you sell is one. What you specialize in or tend to specialize in. And then three, maybe a couple of personal tidbits, like a pet or a hobby. All right, let's move on to the like factor. How can you use reels to increase the like factor? So first of all, share with your audience your expertise. I'm going to give you all an example of something that really surprised me that, you know, kind of blew up as far as a lot of people paying attention to it. Um, I sell a lot of vintage linens and I... I personally feel strongly about my process in making sure that all of the linens I sell are as perfect as they possibly can be. And so I hand wash and line dry and hand press every single linen that I sell. And somebody suggested to me that I show my process, that I literally show like, what are the cleaning solvents that I use? How do I you know, how do I set up, a, you know, I live in an urban area, so how do I line dry stuff, you know, whatever. And I'm amazed at how many people interacted with reels that showed that process. Um, and, and also in terms of people liking, you know, you know, hoping that that helps people like me, I think it just shows them a little bit more of my personality and, and kind of my commitment to making sure that what I sell is in really good condition, you know. A lot of people, I'm sure, find beautiful linens at especially antique malls that if you look at the whole set of napkins, well, a bunch of them are stained. And then, of course, you put them down because you don't want to buy something that's stained. So I'm trying to help people feel comfortable and like me and, and feel comfortable buying my linens knowing that I've been through this huge process and getting them ready to be sold. So 
maybe you have um, an area of expertise or something that you regularly do to the things that you sell that to you is just like your normal deal. But to somebody else, they may go, oh, wow, look at the time and attention they spend to that, spend doing that. And that just kind of increases the like factor that they like you more because they see, you know, how much care and time and attention you put into whatever you're selling. Kind of related to that, if you do a lot of repairing or cleaning of things that you sell, show that process. Even if um, you don't do the repairs or cleaning yourself, maybe you have, you know, somebody that you take your stuff to, show the thing that you bought that needs to be cleaned or repaired, you know, and show them the before and after. Again, I think that really increases kind of that like factor. People really appreciate honesty and kind of before and after is always really interesting. So that's another thing that you can do. And then again, going back to the whole hobbies, showing your hobbies, that's a really easy way to help people really like you more. I I, I tell my students all the time, nobody wants to feel like they're constantly being sold to, you know, that every single thing you put up on social media is, hey, buy this, hey, buy this. So if you can throw up a few things that are, look at my cute cat, you know, that's going to help people like you more as a person and not feel like every second of your presence on social media is just trying to sell stuff. So again, in review, in the category of topics for reels that will maybe help people like you, Share your expertise, something you're good at, something you do, some process that you have that, you know, people can learn from. Show maybe how you repair things or clean things. And then again, you know, your hobby. All right. The third category is the trust factor. This is super important. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, I think especially for antique and vintage dealers, we really have to be cognizant of how much we have to educate our potential customers. And and I think all of us are really used to doing that and frankly enjoy doing that, but you may not realize how much you do it. And in creating a reel where you're educating people, you're kind of, you know, I don't know, formalizing a little bit, um, you know, really being very transparent about what you know and how you know it. So create a reel that is really describing what you're selling in terms of its age, in terms of why it's rare, you know, if there's an interesting provenance to what you're selling, I think buyers definitely always want to hear that. And every bit of that kind of information that you can share does nothing but build trust with your potential buyer. And so that's a great thing to include in a reel. Again, I said this before in the like column, but Showing repairs, showing how you clean things is a great way to build trust with people. You know, I mean, it's obvious to us, but I think the general public probably doesn't realize that nine times out of 10, when we as antique dealers buy things, they're not always in perfect condition. You know, we're, we're pulling them out of a lot of times situations where they're old, they're dusty, they've been you know, misused or not used for a long time. And in a lot of cases, you know, we have to do a lot of repair and restoration and that kind of thing before we sell. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's not something we need to be scared of showing. I think that's great to show that, you know, I think that helps people trust us more in terms of making an investment and and buying from us. So in review, 
a couple of reels that you can, topics that you can think about creating for the trust factor, you know, describe what you're selling, explain it, explain why it's valuable, explain how it's different from other things, its provenance, where you found it, all that kind of thing. And then of course, showing repairs or cleaning is a great way to um, engender a higher level of trust. Okay, so those are, you know, uh, lots of different ideas, lots of different topics. And so again, almost every one of these suggestions I've made for you can be accomplished with still images that are created um, and, you know, kind of uploaded into a reel. They can also be accomplished with video. They can also be accomplished with video of you filming something and speaking, basically doing a voiceover, you know, as you show something. So there's, you know, kind of three different ways that you can approach the content that you use to create these reels. Now, it is very difficult in a podcast for me to walk you through how you go about creating a reel step by step. So what what I've done is I've created a one page document that's literally a step by step that will help you kind of like a checklist of things that you need to go through in order to create a reel. If you'd like that one page document, just shoot me an email, Mary the Curious Cowgirl at gmail.com. I'll be happy to send it to you. Um, I will also link to um, a resource. There, there is a company called HootSuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, HootSuite. And the company basically helps you with um, scheduling social media. I don't use it as a scheduler, but their website is very, very helpful in terms of giving you a visual step-by-step of how you do a lot of things on social media. And I think, you know, with the one page that I'm going to create for you and then maybe going to Hootsuite, I think you can kind of look at the images they can provide for you and then, you know, kind of compare that to your phone because all of us are, have different types of accounts on Instagram. Um, The way that your screen looks may be different from my screen Um, Depending on, you know, kind of different aspects of your account on Instagram, I may have some tools that you don't have. And so I don't want to confuse you and tell you things that you don't have or the layout on your phone is different than mine. But the basic steps are the same. So again, email me, marythecuriouscowgirl at gmail.com. I'll be happy to send you this one page. And then in the notes below, I will link to uh, a couple of places on Hootsuite that I think are great for tutorials I found helpful and have referred many students to them as well. All right, you all, I hope this has been a beneficial episode. I wish you all the best in your antique business in 2023. And I will look forward to talking to you all again in a future episode. Take care.